0: hello everyone welcome to a single tree podcast number seven today we're going to talk about resilience and how we can develop and live lives of resilience in the face of continual grief that we're experiencing and we'd just like to welcome you today thanks for listening and um, i'm joel and i'm brandon And, uh, we appreciate all your comments and feedback and, and questions. We really want this to be a a discussion that's larger than just the two of us. And so if you will offer your questions, um, on our Facebook page or on SoundCloud, it's soundcloud.com forward slash a single tree. You can comment there and just let us know your questions and your, your thoughts about all the things that we're talking about. And we're just thrilled to be kind of on this journey with you. So today we're going to talk about resilience, basically how how we can develop and live lives of resilience when we're experiencing grief all the time. And we have another question that we wanted to address from someone who's been listening to the podcast. And so I'll just start with that. Here's the question from one of our lovely listeners. She says, in the face of inevitable grief, how do we develop the strength to want, long for, choose, and or go after what we want, knowing that whatever we decide brings us grief? Hmm. It's a great question. It's a real good question. We've been talking the last couple of podcasts about grief and how we are constantly in gr- grieving any change or loss and and grief comes to us in a lot of different ways and uh, if we pay attention it can uh, it can feel like we're always in some grief or another and that's uh, you know a primary mode of of change so if we know you know basically this question is is sort of getting at it. if we know that grief is coming how can we have the courage to want things maybe knowing that we're going to lose them
1: Mm. yeah i mean that i the first thing that comes to me is this this uh small self large self uh idea that (laughs) that we've been talking about in previous you know podcasts where you know um the small self doesn't doesn't want to do that. The small self wants to uh, stay safe, protected, guarded, um, yeah, blissfully happy, right? And in, in all of these things, and um, you know, the larger self is is more open to. Um, enduring or entering into adversity or mm-hmm. grief or pain understanding that hmm. um, those things are necessary and even essential uh for the journey to grow right so the 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 large self is growth oriented the smaller self is mm. not although it may think it is you know so it's interesting i think in that question first of all it's Part of it would be getting really good at understanding how the small self manifests in our consciousness and exploring this larger self. Mm -hmm. That can equip us, I think. Um, I also think that once we get good at uh, being clear on how the small self and the large self Manifest in our consciousness then um, and we're able to kind of s- sink deeper into this larger self experience this deeper presence more right then we're naturally effortle- effortle- effortlessly going to be oriented um, our orientation towards grief
0: will um, will improve um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll, ha- we'll have an understanding that comes from being part of the larger self. Sure. And the larger self is is,
1: is more oriented towards grief, has a better and healthier orientation towards grief and mm-hmm. understands that grief actually has a healing function to it. Uh, wow, and, that's huge. And a teaching function to it. Um and so when I first read that question, um, and this may be, you know, a silly example, but it's the first thing that came to my mind was that um I I bet I bet dog owners or 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 uh people or pet lovers um mm-hmm. know know this quite well. You know, pets don't last a long time. Mm-hmm but um you know when when we get a pet they they become they quickly become part of our family, but they don't they don't last long right mm-hmm. but these these pets these animals they um you know they love us well they're always there, you know they're always present with us um, they're really good examples of 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 love and presence um and they become really ingrained in our in our hearts um, but we only have them for a short time and we grieve them mm-hmm. right and after 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 a while people who have owned pet lovers know af- after a certain point when they when they get a new a new pet that it's going to happen again but mm-hmm. they do it but they they do it anyways they decide to get another pet and invite them into their lives, knowingly, right? That it's going to happen, and willingly, yeah. because the experience of of loving and that relationship teaches them and heals them and grows them. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, people get pets, knowing that they're going to lose them. It's really kind of amazing, people's ability to love and want things knowing that they are temporary, um, or, or even, you know, to enter into relationships with people or, you know, just, just to keep trying, even though they have experienced grief or loss or Mm -hmm. trauma in the past. Um, and that's, that's a lot of what we're talking about today is people's ability to be resilient and to continue wanting life and to continue living and and trying to have things that they want and that that give them joy despite the fact that there's loss and grief right because the experience won't be just all
1: joy either there will be pain involved too you know yeah but
0: you yeah. know
1: that's it's it's, it's I think to the small self or, or to the brain or, you know, it's paradoxical to want something um, that you know won't won't last or that will fade. It's paradoxical to the small self.
0: The small self wants things, but it has a hard time with the idea that they might lose the same things. It has a hard time with the reality. It right? doesn't have any problem with desiring. <laughs> right. It has a hard time with the reality of, of of what that looks like. The The reality is. You may receive something, but you also may lose it. Mm-hmm. It's. It's two sides of the same coin, and and everything almost that you have. Will, you will lose, mm-hmm. you know, and so dealing in reality and, and from the large, I like how you said the, the large self understands the role of grief in growth. Um, and you know, in the larger self, when we connect with that, um, beingness, you know, we, we have to be open to the whole of existence and, you know, existence itself is equal parts, uh, life and death. Mm. It's, um, so there are things that we, um, you know, that we receive that we, that we want, and then, you know, we can turn around and, and lose them at the same time. And if we're, if we're to move forward with our desires and even just to go on living means we have to be able to understand that existence itself is, um, filled with, joy and life but it's also filled with death and loss and get used to the idea of grieving and not resisting yeah Yeah. and yeah yeah, so you have to be accepting of that receiving of that truth Hmm. that there's two that there's two sides to life and so you know this is a an interesting question how do we go on the thing that I've been thinking about is that people do this all the time. They, they just, you know, they get knocked down and they get right back up and just keep trying, you know, to be in relationships, to go on living, to pursuing what they want, you know, and it's just, it's amazing the the resilience of the human spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's,
1: for for me it 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 just reminds me that suffering um or or grief or how whatever word you want to use or pain those things are um are necessary because they 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 propel us into the pursuit of 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 something of something um, different or 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 uh, or more more grand or real <clears throat> and if we can accept the grief the inherent grief in things then um, then it can help it helps it helps us pro- propel into something deeper
0: so when we experience grief it actually maybe motivates us or even refocuses us toward the larger context.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: Something deeper.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you this 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 question, especially in 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 the context of 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 human relationships, is obviously that's more complex than just using the context of you know. Um, being a pet owner, you know, human relationships are 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 much more complex, mm-hmm. um, and so I think that um, that requires even a deeper um, relationship and understanding with 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 grief. Yeah, and somehow, somehow grief can teach us about faith. Yeah, how so? I think grief can teach us about faith, which I think is that's that's a word that I've been thinking a lot about um, lately. Is, is having faith that. That there's a purpose and a meaning for for these these experiences that we're having in our lives, good or bad, and um, that they can teach us and grow us. So when you mm-hmm. apply that to the context context of human relationships, or the, or even this question, then um, the grief can grow faith, even when. Um even when we're experiencing the difficulty um, in the reality of, of our pursuit for things.-hmm
0: So the faith is just to continue on and to and to even trust existence itself. In yeah, order, in order to go on, you know accepting that grief is a part of of life loss might be a part of life
1: yeah for, for me for me the word the word faith or the experience of faith is um, is really it's it's tangible you know there's um, there's there's a belief in there's a belief that Um, whatever current experience that you're having um, can be for good, that there can be some growth out of that. Mm. And um, faith requires action. Uh, Faith requires you to put yourself into the process or the experience. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Hope is a little bit different to me, but... Mm -hmm. um, I think, I think grief can teach us a lot about faith, and and faith can bridge the gap between this, um. This fear, you know, that we have, and mm-hmm. this wantingness and this desire for something. Um, deeper, I I, I suppose. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So if we're to go on wanting. Despite the grief that we continually experience, we will have to have faith in that grief. I mean, faith in in the in existence itself, which is equal parts um, life and death, and faith in the experiences that happen in that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Whether just, they be
0: difficult or good. Yeah, we've been we've been talking about trusting grief, mm-hmm. trusting its work in us, trusting its, its work in our lives, trusting the process of grief. And that's part of the faith that you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And faith, I think has a lot of, um, that, that word um, resembles what we're talking about when we talk about resilience. It's, it's the desire to keep going and receiving what life hands to us, even though part of that is going to be our grief Yes, I mean, I'm not sure how you.
1: At least for for me, when I think, when I think, um, when I look back on my life, or even now, the words uh, resilience and faith to me are just inseparable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, inseparable. Yeah, and. I think my orientation with grief has helped me learn that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, we'll talk about these ideas of resilience and faith. You know, but it's it's always just amazing what people are willing to accept. I mean, we all want what we want. We have these ideals about our lives, about, you know, how relationships should go, how the rest of our lives should play out. And we're willing to accept the risk that we're going to lose things or that things aren't going to go well. I mean, for example, people know that relationships are hard, that relationships come with a certain amount of pain and difficulty. And, you know, you have to put in work to make a relationship good. Um, And people just continue getting into relationships knowing that they're difficult, right, Mm -hmm. for the benefit that they offer obviously there's something about connecting with another human being that's um, really powerful and gives us some life Um, but at the same time people understand relationships are hard there's going to be a certain amount of pain and and struggle and maybe even trauma that you experience in in relationships um you know another example is um you know, people playing sports or whatever. Like if you're playing basketball, you're in all likelihood, you're going to miss most of the shots that you take. You're going to miss more than half. Right. And, (laughs) but people continue to play that for in the, in the hopes that they will receive some kind of glory out of that, that, you know, they will win that good things will happen, but they're willing to accept and tolerate that there's a risk a failure that's and they love it they yeah. <laughs> they grow to love it anyways yeah. right yeah. they grow to love
1: the anguish yeah the inherent anguish that's involved which once again is just totally paradoxical to that yeah. smaller self or that ego that says no i you know the ego doesn't tolerate it very well no
0: not at all but there's something but there's something in us that propels us to continue trying and putting ourselves out there, even though we are going to experience failure over and over and over, mm-hmm. it's amazing. It it's it, it is amazing. It it really is. Yeah, I mean, people, like you said, they get pets knowing that they're going to lose them. They get they get into relationships knowing the possibility that they might lose them, and that's the faith that we're talking about. That we're willing to receive whatever the universe gives to us and you're you're saying that part of that faith is believing that whatever we receive whatever comes into our life is there to teach us or to grow us
1: I think we have an opportunity to look at it that way you know what I mean I think there's been plenty of times in my life where I have not seen it that way Mm -hmm. but it's only made things worse (laughs) and it's made it's actually what what it seemed to have happened in the past for me is that when I've resisted, it is just compounded and magnified the grief. Mm-hmm. And grief sticks around, sticks around longer. Sure. For sure. It, and it, it, it becomes heavier and more ominous um, the more, the more I resist Mm-hmm. and because inherently we don't you know like being in pain at some point there was just a t- there was a tipping point for me in my experiences and in my tendency to be resistant that finally out of my desire to really not just live in this pain and despair so much that mm-hmm. i realized resistance is, is, is the worst thing that I can do and that w- what happened after that is this domino effect of me not only resisting less the, it's not that it's not that the pain or the lessons went away they just they weren't so ominous and heavy and that's where I was really able to kind of start learning about the the power and magnificence of of grief.
0: Mhm. Yeah. If we're not paying attention to our pain and you're saying you're you were willing you're more willing to accept the pain it doesn't stop being painful but you're willing to accept it as something that is forming you and shaping you. Sure. And Be- as as part of life. Sure, because in essence what I was doing
1: was ne- in in these times where i was being really resistant yes i was you know one could say yeah yeah, you you were resisting the pain but in essence even on a deeper or more grand level i'm resisting grief Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm and if 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 we're going by the rationale that grief is a healer and a teacher i'm resisting healing and learning right (laughs) which you know seems silly is the game of <laughs> the small self way. for sure yeah but i something clicked for me right and i realized oh the, you know the pain or the sadness and all of these are all i'm resisting these 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 elements of this bigger thing called grief and then what once that tipping point happened i just mm-hmm. i started trying to be more conscious like consciously open to allowing the grief to you know to heal me to teach me and there was also this byproduct of a of a deeper faith Mm -hmm. that started to develop Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's not to say that i am you know I'm not resistant ever in my life now, but right. I certainly am able to understand quicker mm-hmm. my resistance, and I can shift out of it.
0: It's good. So there was a good question on our Facebook page about, you know, is depression basically is is depression and grief are those the same? Um, and. You know, if if we don't pay attention to our griefs, they can griefs they can tend to pile up, and you know, when we um, have these unresolved griefs, you know, they can become depression, and uh, that's a little bit of what you're talking about. You have to be able to accept through faith um, the bad things that happen to you, and be willing to to accept them as part of what the universe is offering to you, and even um, what they will do in your life, the healing and the learning that you can get from them. That's good. That's part of resilience. Sometimes we talk about, or think about resilience as, you know, we get knocked down and then we're just going to get up again and keep going and, and even like overcoming and <clears throat> and stuff like that. I think we, we think that, uh, you know, we're going to, even though we experience hardship, we're just going to get up and continue experiencing success. But it's true that we're going to continually also be um, experiencing loss throughout our lives and probably more in the second half of our lives. Um, And, you know, the resilience is not, its resilience does not equal success. Resilience here may be, as we're talking about it, Is more like being able to be and accept both sides of the coin, yeah, the good and the bad, right? And I think what I think what
1: what what you're speaking to also is that resilience shouldn't just be limited to this process of asserting our will. You know, Uh, I think what what we Mm -hmm. might be suggesting is that. Um, and certainly from in my own experience that resilience has happened through surrender
0: hmm. wow yeah that's a different way to think about it it's right it's i think we we
1: we we can we can see resilience through the lens of the small self, which is much more likely and oriented to use its will and stubbornness, right? Mm-hmm. Or we can look at resilience through the lens of the larger self.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And at least in my own experience, I mean, I'm I no master at this, but what I'm finding is that resilience has a whole lot to do with, at least for me, to surrender.
0: Hmm.
1: So because you know like i said before there were times where i was really really resisting pain or disappointment or you know, you know all of these things and i was using my will mm-hmm. to try to just blast through it or avoid it or whatever and right. the grief became stronger yeah. and Good. the way i understand it now is that the the grief just got so heavy it it broke it broke my small will yeah you know what i mean and you needed for that to happen maybe right but that's what grief taught me it's a great example of how grief has taught me that resilience happens at least you know on on, on a deep level it can happen um on a very tangible level through through surrender yeah but that's pretty paradoxical too
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that idea of surrender some more because, um, you know, when we say, when you even say that word, you know, people might get the image of you just kind of laying down and, and dying and let, letting whatever happens to you happen. Um, you know, we've been talking about grief for two, two episodes before this. And, you know, there's, you can have this image of someone just, you know, walking around and, in dark clothes, in darkness and, you know, right. feeling, yeah. um, sorry for themselves Helpless, being depressed all the yeah. time. And, and, uh, so what, what does resilience look like when you're talking about grieving constantly? That's part of life. And also this, this idea of surrender because it doesn't mean just laying down and dying no, and doesn't. giving up. Right. No, it, it doesn't mean
1: it doesn't mean quit and it doesn't mean you fall into hopelessness or faithlessness and, and, and despair. For for me, you know, I think when I look back on those times, it looks like me just being willing to to be open and to pay attention to what's happening.
0: Yeah. It is, you can think of it in terms of, of a, of a posture, you know, if you think about laying down, um, you know, it, it it kind of indicates you're giving up. I, I think, um, you know, resilience is about standing up and moving forward and being alert and paying attention, um. And I think we go through these cycles of we get knocked down and we do need to sort of be in a place of where we need to receive healing from each of those losses or griefs or whatever um, and then get back up again and keep moving forward. And that doesn't mean that you're always going to win or you're always going to experience success or it, it means that you're going to go through these periods of loss and grief, and then you're going to get back up again and keep walking. Yeah. Yeah, I think of,
1: you know, in some, in some ways I kind of think of, of surrender as, like I, I think you're right. It is more of a question of what posture you will take. And, you know, it's easy to walk through life thinking that we, that we know the best way or the right way or that we really know what's happening and that's kind of the the way of the small self but you know this 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 surrender really requires us to have a posture of just being a a student mm. a, an honest insincere student of what is happening
0: mm-hmm. you know it's a posture it's a stance it's a is kind of a role that you play right in in relation to the universe yeah what life is offering you
1: that's i think that that's a beautiful way to, to describe that for sure what what is what is happening on on a large on on a larger scale even you mm-hmm. know what is what's going what's going on and how's it influencing me
0: i i think about you know the small self really wants control. It wants to control what's happening in its life. You know, and so we work toward all these things that we want. We try to, um, you know, have the relationships that we want. We try to have the things that we want. We try to have a, have success, right? And it it wants control. And and surrender is about um, letting go of the control. And we and we all experience times in our lives when we can't really control what the universe gives us we can't really control what life brings our way and uh, so so surrender is is partly and and this is part of resilience too is realizing we won't be able to control everything and and letting go of control Mm -hmm. of everything that happens if you if you live in this illusion that you can control everything that happens you're going to be you're going to have a hard time you're going to have a have a harder time you'll be
1: disappointed yeah so then are you saying it's it's really not about not pursuing or or not not trying but how you're pursuing
0: and how you're trying mm-hmm. yeah i think it's wise to move forward in life you know it's not it's not wrong to pursue the things that you want or you know always learning from your grief Um, but it's wise to move forward and pursue things in your life, realizing you may not get them, Mm -hmm. you know, realizing that life, um, doesn't always turn out the way that you want it to, and you are going to get some good and bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a posture and it's, it's, you know, I think it's, I like to say it's, it's important to keep your losses close to you and to remember them, um, Because uh, they will, you know, one, because it's going to happen again, and it's important for you to know what to do. Um, But also just because it's it's the reality, you know, that we're going to continue to experience good things and bad things. And that's, you know, part of resilience is just being accepting of both the good and the bad that life hands you yeah i like that i like that
1: perspective so um I really didn't expect to talk much about faith or or surrender today but it just seems like those are um, mm-hmm. pretty pretty important in, in, ingredients in um just this overall process of grief but especially you know, just just this
0: this question that was posed to us mm-hmm yeah I think it's great just to think about um, the idea of continuing to stand up when you've fallen down or or been knocked down um, and just moving forward with with alertness with awareness of that grief and the and those losses that can occur and just continue moving forward and seeking out what you want so can you think of an example of that like you know something that you would seek that you want maybe from your own life or from someone else's life in general um a way to continue like reaching out and and moving forward and seeking out things that you want despite the grief you may experience it's hmm.
1: that's a That's a good question, I think. I think being part of a business has taught me that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we all go into things with with these with these ideas of of you know um, how we how we wanted wanted want things to be, and you know we we need control for that. Um, but what my experience in, in, in being attached to a business has taught me is that, um, well, first of all, that I don't have as much control as I think I do at all. And Uh in the the beginning part of that process, it was was difficult for me to be able to kind of surrender to Uh the fact that something larger was happening. Um, but I think I had just gotten to to a point that once again, there was just a tipping point with this level of, 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 of frustration about things that, um, I didn't want, I didn't want to feel, um, so frustrated all the time about things and knew I just kinda had to take a step back and and surrender and let go a little bit. Um, and what happened is, you know, I was able to kind of step outside of my frustration and, and, and anger about things and see some elements to what was happening around me that was really quite beautiful that were taking form and that helped me maybe go a little bit deeper into just surrendering to this bigger process and also helped me have a more tangible faith that 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 things will will be okay and they will end up how they need need to be Mm -hmm. so through through being being part of a business that—that's been the tangible way for me, and so <clears throat> I think in the beginning part of this process, I had this idea of what I wanted to, the tree to look like. I had a very specific idea of mm-hmm. what kind of blossoms and leaves I wanted it to have, and the specific shape and. Through the kind of the process of 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 surrendering and allowing grief to happen and teach me, teaching me. Now I've just kind of grown into this to this caretaker of this tree that grows in its own beautiful way, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have it any other way, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But that this where I am now with it would not have happened without. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, this this initial grief and mm-hmm. uh, frustration and um, uh, the process of surrender and faith has, has helped me kind of mm-hmm. move from that into a different mm-hmm. space, which I'm much more grateful for, that's for sure.
0: So the surrender is was just letting go of control of what you needed or wanted even the business to be and look like? Expectations and ideas, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And then the faith is just to continue to allow it to grow and become what it is and just being part of that and responsive to it, accepting it.
1: Yeah. I think the faith has been a, I think the faith has been a byproduct of that.
0: Yeah. That's a good example. I think for my own life, um, my, my relationships are a place where I have to practice surrender for sure. Um, so, you know, kind of inherent in having relationships are these desires that you have, and, and, uh, you know, which the small self makes into demands, um, uh, for other people to do things for you or to offer you certain things. And, and, uh, so, but in relationships, you don't quite experience exactly what you want all the time. We get hurt in relationships. Um, we have unfulfilled desires even in just, um, in any relationship really. And so, um, I've had to learn to kind of surrender to the process of, you know, having and, and voicing my desires and demands, and then at sometimes having those go unmet, um, you know, cause you're in a relationship with another, another person who has their own desires, who has, um, maybe their own agenda and they are not going to do exactly what you want them to do. And, um, so, uh, to me l- learning to, to surrender to, you know, my own desires, and then also learn to, um, kind of hold those desires but then also be able to accept uh, my partner for who they are or, or anyone that I'm in a relationship with. But it happens most often for me um, in my relationship with my wife um, where there are these desires that I need to be able to hold for the relationship, but I also need to be able to accept uh, my wife for who she is. And um, so that's a way that... Um, I have to be able to surrender. There's grief there about you know some unmet desires, um, ideals that I've had for the relationship. But it, but all of those kind of form my self. They form who I am, and they and they teach me um, how to be in relationships. As a, as the desires go unmet, or there's certain things about the relationship that I I would like to be different. Um, but then also having to to step back and realize that this relationship is not all about me just getting what I want, or my sol- small self getting what I want. Um, so that's been an interesting process for me. So, in
1: in in some ways, are you, are you kind of suggesting that you've you've had to take a stance of letting the relationship teach you and educate you?
0: Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, it you know the relationship definitely. You know especially in a couple relationship you experience um all these really intense really deep desires in a way that you don't really experience desires um, in other places Um, at least in other relationships it's kind of the most intimate it's the most um, kind of passionate typically relationship um and you know becoming, being frustrated, you know, in, in a relationship teaches you about your small self. (laughs) It teaches you how powerful your small self is. It teaches you, um, you know, that some of those things that you feel like are absolute needs for survival are not actually needs for survival. They might feel that way, but, um, they're actually just the needs of the small self, and and you know to kind of take a larger self perspective, you must realize that this relationship is not just about you getting your needs met, mm. if you want to put it that way. And yet, and, and and you you stay
1: you stay engaged in this relationship with right with how was. How would you, you comment on, on, on the idea of, of, of faith then as you stay engaged in your mm-hmm. relationship with your wife?
0: I think the faith is just to co- continue being engaged in the relationship and even trusting the relationship. Um, I have to be able to trust my wife um, that even though she may not do what I want her to do or give me the things that I want all the time, that she does love me. Um, so there's faith in that. And there's also faith that, um, this relationship is something that I can trust to grow me that even though I'm not, I don't get everything that I want, that it's something that's, um, a powerful force in my life, even just for my own personal growth. Um, and it's also, you know, it's also a place that's safe and it's a place where I can, um, grow and learn and express these desires and you know apologize for being demanding and and those things and um, so there's faith just continuing to be engaged in that process and and you know we've been married for almost 15 years and there's still some of these small self-desires that continually present themselves and are frustrated and um, so the face the faith is just that that process is okay. Hmm. And and so, you know, the desires don't go away. Um, and that's not the goal necessarily because the yeah. learning is, is in having those desires and then in part having them frustrated. They're, right. they're not frustrated all the time. You know, sometimes they're bad, but <laughs>
1: Right. Well, yeah, it, that that kind of goes, it, it goes back to the question that, that the listener posed. You know, um, this isn't about this, this is about being in tune with your with your wants and your and, and, and your desires and um, giving yourself permission to to, uh, to pursue them. Mm-hmm. I think what we're suggesting through being oriented, having a good orientation or relationship with grief is that it's, it's, this isn't about not having those desires or wants, but it's about um, it's about how. It's about how how we engage in the in, in the in the pursuit or the wantingness, and mm-hmm. um, through having a tangible, alive relationship with grief, um, that can you know grief inherently will teach us about um, adversity. Uh, will teach us about faith, and it will teach us, and maybe give us the opportunity to come to an understanding that we can um, grow our our adversity or our resilience, mm-hmm. um, and not not just a way uh, by of of ins- of asserting our will and our dominance, but finding. Um, Resilience and adversity through a process of
0: a certain amount of surrender mm-hmm. yeah I think it's you know I think one of the the most important things about this idea of resilience is, is for us to keep wanting it's for us to keep moving forward we won't we won't experience grief if we don't want anything um and so um it's important for us to go through the grief process and then to stand back up and to continue trying and and to continue living life, um, knowing that there may be grief again. But part of the resilience for me too is just, you know, once you've done grief successfully once you can do it again. Um, And so part of the resilience to me is knowing what to do, when the grief presents itself you know when it when it lands on your doorstep knowing that there's a process and trusting the process and trusting yourself and even trusting the universe that you will be able to move through grief and get to the other side and stand back up again and continue moving forward sure yeah it's it's almost kind of like you know ever
1: from from baby to to um Adulthood, you know, there's there's this wantingness and this desire for love, right? And um, most of us don't ever really give up the pursuit of that. Um, through grief, um, maybe what it what it shows us is that that we don't give up the pursuit, but it's it's how we pursue those those wants that we we end up pursuing those things maybe a little bit differently. Because we've learned through grief that, mm-hmm. oh, well I, I still have this wantingness or this desire, but let me, let me take a different approach, or let me let me pursue it in it, in a different way through a different stance.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're a toddler, you just demand what you want and throw yourself on the floor when you don't get it, and hopefully you're not still doing that at 40. age 30, 40, <laughs> seventy. You know, when you're, if you talk to someone who's, you know, advanced in, in age, um, they've experienced their fair share of, of loss. And so what it means for them to desire at that stage in their life is much different than when they were two, you know, when you're two, you want a candy bar and you're willing to do anything you can to get it. And maybe when you're 70, it looks different to want something. Yeah. the, the maybe the specific want or desire
1: is is the same, but how it's wanted mm-hmm. and how we go about that, that want or desire um, evolves. And we can ensure that it will evolve if we are consciously working towards um, nurturing our relationship with grief and letting grief, teaches teaches these these um these really important lessons of like things like surrender and faith it was only you know, only through the context of grief that i was really able to tangibly learn about um surrender and and faith uh, mm-hmm. because before that really there were just concepts they were just an intellectual under, understanding yeah but I needed to, I needed to f- feel feel them. I needed to wrestle with them right For me to really experientially learn and, and know. So
0: yeah, it has to be experiential. So it's it's, uh, it's different. you know part, part of the wisdom of the larger self is realizing you can want something. And you may not get it. You know, there's a chance you will, and there's a chance that you won't. You may, and maybe it's fifty-fifty. You know, and and wanting something from with that knowledge is different than saying, "I want this, and I'm going to get it." You know, that's where our demandingness, the assertion comes of from. the will, right, right, right. Yeah. And when you have this certain wisdom, you know that grief teaches you, you can want something and pursue it and realize that the universe may not give it to you, which is a different way to desire. And it's a, uh, you know, it's maybe a more balanced way to desire and, and pursue something. Um, you know, people have talked about it as, um, kind of, um, desiring something with an open hand or something, sure. right? Holding the, it loosely, like you say, yeah, holding it loosely and, and uh, desiring it from a position of not not being demanding, but still desiring. And maybe what happens is that
1: gr- grief also shows us that we have a desire, um, and it's good to have that desire. It's good. It's good to, to to pursue that. But not not only may we not get it, but it also gives us the opportunity to find whatever we're desiring in different ways than we thought we needed it. So it mm-hmm. it helps us grow a more robust ability to accept love in a lot of different ways,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which helps us absolutely be more resilient. You know what I mean? If we're not, yeah. if, if grief says, well, hey, you know what? You want love, but, um, The way you want love isn't is, isn't gonna come as easily for you. So, uh, until you can um, grow in that way, um, you have the opportunity to find love in in a lot of other mm-hmm. um, shapes and forms and experiences. Yeah, and that that also can help us be nice. uh, resilient, if if that makes sense. Because you know, grief or life shows us that well. You wanted it this way, um, but you're not going to get it (laughs) this way, the way you wanted it right now and and how you thought that you wanted love. And, um, we have the opportunity to continue that pursuit, um, and get it in, in, in different ways Mm -hmm. and, and have faith that, um, the, you know maybe the way we did idealize it, maybe it comes, maybe it doesn't but it helps me be resilient until then because I've been able to find love in, in, in other ways which is yeah also really.
0: You, you may not get it exactly the way you want it, but it helps you be open to receiving it in other ways sure. you know which is you know if you just get everything you want exactly the way you want it, you will not become open to all of the other ways the universe wants to offer you things. You will just continue getting the thing that you want over and over and over because why would you want anything else right when you're getting exactly what you want exactly the way you wanted right so yeah, helps you develop this openness, which is part of resilience and differentiation
1: you know all of these things there's just so much so much learning in in grief <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. it, is, it is the ultimate professor sometimes i yeah. think
0: <laughs> grief grief is it brings about resilience yes. and faith yeah and surrender and creativity creativity yeah we have to it yeah it,
1: it in some ways it it forces us to to be creative to get Our wants and our desires Mm -hmm. met in different ways. If we can't have it Mm -hmm. met this one way right now, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, then we can be, it helps us be creative and find it in other ways. That's
0: good. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We're happy that you've joined us and we would love to hear your comments, questions, feedback. On our Facebook page or SoundCloud, and uh, we'd just like to really expand this discussion and hear what you have to say about all of these things, and and just add to the discussion. It makes it a lot richer for us, and we're uh, we're thrilled just to have your questions and your your feedback. So thanks yes. a lot for listening,
1: and thank you for the questions uh, this week and the feedback on Facebook. And
0: um, take care, everybody. Talk to you soon.